Hey, buddy. Yeah, mate. Oh, are you okay? No, I'm not. A bit sad. Why? So sad I came and told a joke this week because it's Valentine's Day tomorrow and I'm just going through a bad breakup. Well, by the time people listen to this, it would have been Valentine's Day yesterday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. But, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yep, sad. It's, okay. it, all right, it's recently me Valentine's Day and I'm going through a bad breakup and it's just brought up lots of bad memories. I'm so sorry. Mm. You and Squid? No. Okay. No. Me and Fortnite. I'm so disappointed I'm so let down I finally won a game And no one was around Oh, Fortnite You've been great, but Apex is here And our time is done There's no more emotes There's no more dance No more finding Golden scars by chance There's no more loot And no more planes A new game is here And I have to change Just one more night Is all we've got Till Apex comes and takes your spot I gotta say I won't miss building Cause I was shit at building Just one more night for me to drop Finally make a sniper shot I may come back One more attack I've been addicted to you Goodbye my Fortnite Battle Royale There's another one Who will get my gaming Goodbye my Fortnite No more battles won Apex is here and You're now long gone oh, So sad So terrible I got to see you for all you are From lucky landing and all the way up to the junkyard And I cut down trees, my stocks were filled But I never used them, cause I don't build Yes, you could call me a big tight ass Yes, I never bought one battle pass I only ever had Two dances to pick from But now Apex is here I must move on Goodbye my Fortnite Battle Royale I have another one Who has my attention Goodbye my Fortnite No more battle bus but I will thank the driver one last time. Oh, Dan. So I should be laughing. Broke my heart. Well, it's time to move on from that stupid game. And yeah. uh, Apex Legends mm. is the game to do that. I think I would be a lot sadder if Apex Legends wasn't as good as it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I figured out that I haven't actually um, put in this, that like intro that we usually have again. Uh, so I cooked that. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just going with this. <laughs> Episode 114 as we record this on a Wednesday afternoon, the 13th of February. Um, Activision Blizzard yeah. laying off hundreds of workers. We'll get to that. Online tourneys, we need your feedback. There's an Aussie map that Ubisoft has dropped, yeah. uh, which is very exciting. We'll bring you in on that. The big question... And we've got an interview this oh. afternoon as well. 
Stay with us. You're on the Game on Australia podcast. Here we go. You bloody legends. Game on. Game on. It's game and time. Excellent. Game on. Game on. Honk, honk. It's game and time. Excellent. Tell you what, yeah, what it says a lot for either um, the parenting style of young parents these days, yeah. or the corruption of minds that we are responsible for. But I had um, young uh, Kai Kaiser over last weekend for a barbecue. Yes, you weren't invited, PS. <laughs> you had him and over for a barbecue, and I still am yet to get a barbecue he, at your he, place. He got his little son Hugo, who must be three. Or, yeah, it's, 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 he's Kai, a cute Kai would kid. say, "Hey, Hugo, what, what's up?" Game on! Game on! <laughs> it's game time! Yeah, I was like, what a oh, what a legend. What a legend. Poor kid. <laughs> there is one more vote there for us for the podcast yeah, awards. That's yes, right. that's two. With your mum, that's two. Yeah, that's true. I asked my mum, she said no. <laughs> she prefers 8 bit podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Pete. My name is Dan Internet. And uh, for the next hour, we're going to bang on about games because we bloody love gaming, Dan. And Pete, what else do we bloody love? Oh. Bloody gaming, mate. Bloody gaming. It is the best. It's the best. com to check out all the stories and the latest game reviews coming out. Uh, so much more to see as well across our social media. One thing in particular, we're chasing a lot of feedback from the community at the moment because we're looking at getting into some online tournaments for our community. Um, we have a lot of great brand partners who have said here is some great prizing that you could use. Mm. Um, so it will be nice to actually give those away. But make you work for it a little bit. Yeah, you know? a little bit. Um, so we'll get into more of that when we hit the top three. But um, look, kicking things off a little bit differently this time around, Dan. Mm. And, and uh, I thought we'd do this because we're starting to get a little bit of, of inboxing yeah. happening. People yeah. sending us, you know, questions uh, through the Game on Oz Facebook page. We have started one particular initiative called the Game on Australia Big Question, mm. which we'll get to a little bit later on in this podcast. But this one came through. From Chris, uh, and he goes, hey, Pete, hey, Dan, just listening to the latest pod um, episode. That was last week's, 113. Quick thought on Apex Legends that I'm wondering if you guys have thought about. Well, Respawn Studio, more than a game itself. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Respawn were the studio working on the open world Star Wars game that EA cancelled. I can't be the only one thinking this could have been, this could have seen the light of day if EA weren't just focused on jumping on the Battle Royale bandwagon. Interested to hear your, hear the thoughts from you guys uh, on this. And remember, guys, don't forget to bloody save. Ah, good one. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Uh, I mentioned we'd cover this off in the Game on Oz podcast, but also tossed it up tossed it up on the Game on Australia Facebook page. Mm. Um, and had a few people drop in. Michael Williams saying, nope, that was a different Star Wars game. Respawn Star Wars game has not been cancelled. James saying Michael is 100% correct. Chris Inglis coming in. Inferno. The historian. The historian. Saying, I think Visceral Games were working on a Star Wars game that was cancelled. Good thought process, though. Looking forward to seeing more info about Respawn's Jedi Fallen Order. So, mm. on that, Fallen Order is what Respawn is working on. Yep. It has not been cancelled, so there's a lot of water to go under the bridge yet. Yep. However, over just a really quick thought regarding you talking about EA jumping on the Battle Royale bandwagon through this. Um, in this case, I'm happy to let it slide. Because as far as I'm concerned, now they are the publisher for this game, mm-hmm. right? Respawn dev'd it. 
The yep. EA is on board to get it out there, right? Um, so I think they are coming at it from a section of um, we're not cooking this one basically because they can't, if that makes sense, right? Now, I'm not saying that they they tend to, like with everything they do, because they put out a lot of amazing things. But, mm. of course, there's been a lot of contra- controversy around EA and its handling of particular things like the Star Wars universe. Yep. In this case, it's a little bit different because EA are the publisher um, and Respawn are the dev team and Respawn are doing a bloody good job. Mm. And EA have just come out and gone, well, we'll just help you get it out there. Yeah, you know, sure. So, yeah, a bit of a different thing there. But uh, there are some thoughts. But appreciate well, the fact that you've sent us something to have a chat about. Keep doing that, mate. And like the inquisitive uh, questioning there and the mind thought about that, it's, it's what we sort of encourage is yeah. that kind of discussion points that we can take into here. Absolutely. And bloody bang it out. And also the uh, figuring out of a brand new world word, mind thought. <laughs> Who would have thought that was a thing? <laughs> yeah, is there a hyphen? Or no, is it just no, one? it's just one word, mind thought. <laughs> I love it. There you go. Hey, uh, shall we get into the top three things that gamers need to hear this we week? We shall. Hey! Oh, wrong one sake, again, no, you do. that's the wrong one. <laughs> bloody... God, Game on! Oh God. <laughs> Game off. Game off. <laughs> Online tawnies, Dan. Online tawnies. Well, yes. Are we getting our hands dirty in this thing? Are we getting them dirty? I think we bloody should. I think we should too. So we've been pissing about lately on the Game on Australia Facebook page <laughs> and our group. More so than usual. More so than usual. <laughs> in God mode. Apologies, guys. Yeah. Um, so Game on Australia God mode is our is our closed Facebook group. There's 597 members that there. Anyone is welcome to join. Anyone is welcome. You just have to ask. Yep. You just have to knock on the door. And not be a dick. Yeah. Right? Well, so yeah, oh, well, you can be like a sort of a dick. Like if you're a funny dick. If, yeah, yeah, exactly. If, yeah. if it's being funny and not being a disrespectful dick. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's, there's, um, like if you were out shades of it. dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've just gone back to um, year eleven high school blokes in the showers. Oh, jeez. Yes. Um, so <laughs> there are different shades of dick. And if you just outright abuse someone, sure, no group for you. No, no. But uh, you know, um, so we've been throwing polls in there. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I think I've broken in. I think I've got, got it. Got it. Yes, through <laughs> poll. <laughs> I thought that one went over your head. Oh gosh, <laughs> head. Oh, Sorry. Okay, we'll stop now. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> so. Um, we've been throwing these polls up in the Game on Australia God Mode Facebook group. And uh, basically, we've been sort of throwing questions out there to our community. There's 597 members. We're three away from hitting 600. When we hit 600, we've got an initiative going where every time we hit a double O, we're actually going to give something away. So at 600, we're giving away um, Borderlands, the handsome collection on Xbox. Great. All right. Thanks to our mates at 2K, you beauties. So we've been throwing polls up there, and here's the results for our latest polls, okay? Our slew of polls so far, all right? Um, We've been asking about whether or not we should pay entry fees. The community is collectively focused on saying, yes, we're happy to pay an entry fee, and there will be prizes for the top three. Sure. Okay? Um, 
currently the game of choice is Apex Legends. Okay. Obviously. Well, makes sense, yeah. But the only issue that we're going to have there is we're working out a point system if we're going to use Apex Legends because they don't have custom servers. Yeah. So if they had custom servers, it would be easier for us to get everybody, you know, 60 people, yep. throw you in there, yep. um, and then, you know, whoever comes out on top comes out on top, mm-hmm. and then you build points around that and stuff. But we might have to either look at a different game that shows us custom servers wait till Apex Legends does custom servers or work out some sort of point system. It's ambiguous with the point system because yeah. if you end up in a game, you know, where you're pitted, you happen to be by some miracle pitted against um, Summit 1G or Ninja in his team. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. well, that's right. Good luck and, getting and, your points. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you manage to get pitted <laughs> against us two plebs, you know, you're probably in with a shot. You're a in, mate. Absolutely. Um, It'd be like, so we'll, like an amateur, amateur golfer going into a golf tournament and coming up against Tiger Woods. Yeah. 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 Just play Ambrose. Or, or you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate golf. Um, tournaments at this point run once per month, capped at 100 entrants, two sessions a day. Yeah. All right. And currently the most popular vote in terms of how much people would be willing to pay was at $10 per entry. Mm-hmm. Better prizes like EB or JB Hi-Fi gift cards or minor peripherals for consoles or PC. So um, there's that. Second place is $25 to $50 per entry, but then we're talking major prizes like Battle Ball gaming chairs or major peripherals like new monitors or controllers for consoles. Mm. Okay. Um, the latest thing that we've popped up is, thanks to all who gave us the feedback, um, one other thing we should be asking is, uh, what is your one platform of choice? At the moment, oh, outright yeah. platform outright. of choice is PC. Yeah, yeah, all right, and it, it makes sense because it's the easiest one to do, and I guess a lot more people use PC. These, are, well, well when, it, when it comes to playing, to, to it lends itself more to an online tournament. Yeah. You're right. So, um, because of because of the nature of this, and we're just starting out with it, uh, we'll probably have to go with the most popular choice to yep. get it up and running. Yep. And then look at minor tournaments down the track because there is a, there's literally like a, a, a dead heat split between Xbox and PS4. Yeah, okay. You know, so there's people there that want to play on those consoles. Yeah. So we'll look into that. So they're the current results. We're still a while away of getting this off the ground, but we're doing the groundwork on it. So come to the Game on Australia God Mode uh, group. Request to join, get in there, and start talking to us about what you want to see in tournaments. I mean, it's bloody exciting. Very exciting. Bloody exciting. It's great. You know, yeah. it's it's good fun. We have a really amazing community of people who just enjoy gaming together. This is just another opportunity to do that, but take it up a level. And who's to say? So I'm if I'm going to put my two two bob in, I'm going to say I reckon ten bucks is about right. Yep. But who's to say that if we get enough support, that we can go to a sponsor and say, hey, you know, and work our magic and see if we're we doing can, this yeah well and and maybe subsidize part of the prize and whatever or bloody hell i'll, I'll go out the front you know we have it in a physical location yeah are we gonna have a physical location are we gonna no no we'll online. do it online oh, no. we'll do it online, online for the tournament. time being but Hello. you know like we might Who knows, talk we, to we, rf land it and, may and get to that about then, putting a, a spot aside at I'll, one of the rf lands or something. i'll get on the uh, catering and cook some bloody uh chicken dinners. nachos mate cook some, some chicken, chicken dinners dinner. oh god or we could just talk to kfc <laughs> Just get some hot and spicy chicken. And then maybe Maxi Bond can throw us like dessert. Cream on, bloke. Cream on, Cream bloke. on, bloke. Cream on, gamer, bloke. Uh, inside joke. All right, watch this space, eh? Watch this oh, space, this. Okay, indeed. Cool. Second bit of news that gamers need to hear this week. This Bad is news. really, really rough. Activision Blizzard 
has, as of today, Wednesday the 13th of February, mm. laid off hundreds of employees. This from kotaku.com.au. Publisher Activision Blizzard has begun its long-rumored layoff process, informing employees this afternoon that it will be cutting staff on an earnings call this morning. The company said it would be eliminating 8% of staff. Now, Activision Blizzard 8%. has just shy of 10,000 staff across yeah, right. the world. So that's 800-odd. quiz hot shot. Yeah, 800-odd, yeah, <laughs> yeah, roughly, right, give yeah. or take. Um, at Blizzard, the layoffs appear to only have affected non-game development departments, such as publishing and esports, both of which were expected to be hit hard. Very interesting, right, that um, publishing and esports are being affected by this, considering that Overwatch and the Overwatch League is one of the world's biggest productions worth shitloads of money. Mm. Um, the and it'd be the biggest console league, wouldn't it? Uh, I don't know about no, no, no. Because we're talking like in terms of Overwatch League contenders. I don't know what ten, generally contenders tend Obviously, to play on PC, PC as well. Again, yeah. And Overwatch League is they're all sitting in front of compu- like okay. PCs. Yeah, okay. Um, but the 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 thing about this is, um, I don't know if I'm. If I am uh, one of the international teams that spent between fifteen and thirty million dollars to mm. buy a license into the Overwatch League, mm. and then I'm seeing Blizzard come out today and saying that we are laying off people from our esports divisions, I'm a little worried. Like yeah. I'm, I'm making phone calls. You know what I mean? And I'm going, what's going on here? Yeah. Anyway, the story goes on. Over the last few years, many of our non-development teams expanded to support various needs, Blizzard President J. Allen Brack said in a note to staff that was obtained by Kotaku. Currently, staffing levels on some teams are out of proportion with our current release slate. This means we need to scale down some areas of our organization. I'm sorry to share that we will be parting ways with some of our colleagues in the U.S. today. In our regional offices, we anticipate similar evaluations subject to local requirements. The letter also promised a comprehensive severance package, continued health benefits, career coaching and job placement assistance, as well as profit sharing bonuses for the previous year to those who are being laid off at Blizzard. Because apparently twice a year, Blizzard employees receive bonuses based on how the company did financially. Sure. Right. Which is quite common. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we get it. At SCA, like if apparently now there's something where we get shares in SCA if if they make budget over the financial oh, year. Okay. Did you not know that? No. Mate, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah. Um, Ding. It's not much. No. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think what a, what a, what's the share price SCA? $2.10 or something like something that? Something like that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> you know what? It's better than a slap in the face. It's true. It true. really is. That's true. Um, so, look, it is, you know, it's good news that um, they are putting in those particular things where they're talking about, uh, where are we here? Health benefits, career coaching, job mm. placement assistance. Mm-hmm. The news follows months of rumors about layoffs at the publisher, which heated up early last week as word began to spread that hundreds of people across Activision Blizzard's various divisions might lose their jobs. Leading up to today, some of the publisher's employees had been coming to work with no clue as to what might happen. One person at Blizzard told me this morning, this is the bloke who yeah, yeah, wrote Kotaku, this, yeah, yeah. Um, Jason Screer, yeah. uh, that as employees arrived, they cried and exchanged hugs in the parking lot. Can you imagine rocking up to work one day knowing that you or someone you work with is, is, is done yeah. and you don't know who it is? No. It's pretty awful. We've, we, in the past uh, six months, have seen in our content team, 
have seen, and this has happened right across the network because mm-hmm. there's been millions of dollars in budget cuts. It's just the nature of media at the moment. It is, yeah. Um, and it's not nice. It's it's, it's not um, nice. Like it, like it, like we were seemingly coming in, you know, every few weeks, and somebody else was. Yep. Look, we're sorry, but yep. this is, you know. Yep. Um. So it's it's not good. No. Last year, Kotaku reported that Blizzard's 2018 mandate had been to cut costs and produce more games, and that as a result, layoffs would likely hit the company's support departments, even as Blizzard continues to expand its development teams. Brack's email suggests the same. Um, it's critical that we prioritize product development and grow the capacity of the teams doing this work to best serve our player community. I suppose as a consumer, that's what you want to hear, that they're growing the teams that are servicing the playing community. But I, I wonder... In things like gaming, Pete, where you, or it, it, video game creation, where you're creating something, it's essentially content. I wonder whether the mood of um, your workplace can reflect that. And I, I like it to a radio station, as you know. Um, if it's happy, uh, happy place to work off air, mm. it's generally going to be easier to make that sound good on air. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, absolutely. Because and it's you, a lot but, harder. Yeah, when it's shitty off air, and you know, you, you, it's been redundancies, and you're worried. Can you still, if you're a, a, still a current employee, do your job to the best of your ability to make that magic happen? That's Elsewhere. so intangible. You, you can't. You can't. It's not something you can. Um, you know, that's a great question, and it's so tough because I. You've been in that situation. Yeah. Um, in the last six months, I was in that situation. Yeah. Like I did not know whether I was going to come in one day to the next. And because they like, like they would not pull us into a room and tell us, even though we would ask them the question, yeah. what is happening to us next year? And, yeah. and our contracts were coming to the end of their, their term and yeah. they would not tell us what is happening next no. year. So it became infinitely harder for you to do what you're meant to be doing. Which I'm is meant to be producing. happy and bubbly on the yeah. air and all that sort of and stuff. And yeah. my point when they said, oh, you know, it's about um, producing a better game for the consumer, mm. but are they really? Yeah, I know what you mean. I suppose in this regard, they have come out and said that none of their dev teams would be affected by right. it. So I suppose if you're in the dev team... Sure, there's a little bit of, oh my God, my mate who works over at eSports, Phil's probably going to get fired today. You're going to feel like crap about that. But you don't have that niggling thing in the back of your mind going, is it going to be me today? Yeah, you might sure. have a little bit of, are we next? But if they're coming out and saying, no, we're actually increasing the teams, then yeah. you can be pretty much assured that as a developer in that side of the business, your job is safe. And, uh, you know, I'm not pulling sides here, but in um, Blizzard's defense, Maybe they got a bit, um, oh, click happy with the uh, employee employing people when they were really at their peak, particularly. And maybe they hired more people than at the time they needed them. And now maybe it's a bit of a rebalance. Of I know what you at, mean. You yeah, yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. Well, it's so, funny. So the tea lady can go now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Doris. Yeah. But it's funny that you say that, right? Because the story goes on to say. Yeah. Meanwhile, in a press release to investors this afternoon, Activision CEO Bobby Kotick wrote, while our financial results for 2018 were the best in our history, wow, okay, best in their history, history. we didn't realize our full potential. To help us reach our full potential, we've made a number of important leadership changes. These changes should enable us to achieve the many opportunities our industry affords us, especially with our powerful owned franchises, our strong commercial capabilities, our direct digital connections to hundreds of millions of players and our extraordinarily talented employees. Yep. 
Yeah. We were talking about this on Apex Legends last night, mm-hmm. myself, Riza, Juz, while we were having a bit of a bash. Mm-hmm. Um, I can quite comfortably sit here and say that Call of Duty Black Ops 4 was a fail. Yeah. I don't think that performed as strongly as what they were saying. To me, if I'm reading between the lines here, mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, they have made, they've had the best year in their history, mm. but there were certain things that happened along the way that made them not hit their full potential. Yep. Right? One of those is Call of Duty Black Ops 4 not firing the way that they were hoping it should because yep. the, the game was just, it was released too early. It was buggy, yep. Yep. all sorts of stuff. Yep. Um, and they're going, okay, the way that we make our books look really good off the back of those incredible financial results of 2018 on the sales side of things is to cut our costs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And unfortunately, like most cases, it's old mate earning his $15 million yeah. a year, yeah. looking down at poor old Sop who's earning his $60,000 a year and yeah. going, well, we can cut $860,000 a year, people. Yeah. That's right. You know? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's reality of life, really. I mean. You know what sucks about that, though? What's that? Right? Do the math on that, okay? So you're $60,000 a year person. Um, <laughs> okay, glad it comes out. No, I'm going to, hang on a sec. So 60. Eight, six is a 48. Yeah. A 48, right? Yeah. Eight, so that's 800, right? Eight, six is a 48. And then you're adding one, two, three, four. So that's $480,000. Yeah. Okay. So now that, that's, I mean, we don't know, you know, what those people were earning, but say for example, it's the, the poor pleb who's earning 60 grand a year yep. for that's half a million dollars, right? If old mate at the top, now I use $15 million because a lot of people have been reading these stories have seen recently that they've taken on a, someone at the top of the tree who's, who's earning 15 mil, mm. right? If he took a pay cut of half a million dollars, mm. He's still earning 14.5 mil. Yeah. And eight people and, get and to keep And 800 their people get no, to keep eight. their jobs. No, 800. Eight times 60 is 480,000. What? Eight times 60 is 480,000. So what are we talking here? 4.8 million then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, still 4.8 million. Yeah, you're right. He's still earning 10 million. 4.8 million. Yeah. He's still earning $10 million. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Tell me that you cannot mate. live off $10 million. There's a, um, I haven't, and forgive, uh, everyone forgive me for my lack of, um, complete knowledge here, but I have seen something recently. There's a bit of a push going on about why does the world need billionaires? Because how many people in the world, what human being needs a billion dollars? No one does, right? And why isn't that being redistributed? And that, that you make a very good point. 10 million bucks a year is still, I mean, there's no doubt the guy probably earns his 10 million. Or I'm guessing he does. Uh, so, sorry, just yeah. on that. Um, his Activision Blizzard's new CFO, chief financial officer, is getting awards worth $15 million for taking the job. Awards. Yeah. So, so he's, getting, salary. he's getting a bonus worth 15 mil. The award consists of $11.3 million of stock and an additional $3.75 million in funds. That's in addition to a $900,000 salary and a $1.35 oh, million dollar yeah. target bonus. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. It's crazy. It's crazy. And, and, and your point is, I mean, an excellent one. It's, you know, um, how much is too much? You're... Well, how much is what's the, what's the point? Well, you know, like going on that line and you going down that thought of that conversation, I heard a great, um, I listened to a fantastic TED talk recently mm. about the potential for, they reckon by, futurists reckon by maybe 2030, mm. there will be um, 
UBI across the globe, universal basic income. Mm Mm-hmm. And that universal basic income will actually be enough. Everybody will have it and it will be enough for every single person to live quite comfortably. Okay. Right? Um, But they were... It's funny you say what you do about those conversations happening because I've heard them as well. Mm. You know, we lived in a time not too long ago where the millionaires weren't billionaires yet and the billionaires weren't trillionaires yet. Yeah. And people were, everybody was doing okay. But when we're in economic downturns like we are and people are losing their jobs, that's when these big salaries really come under scrutiny. Yes. And it does make sense to an extent. Yeah. Right? There is an argument, I guess, depends on what side of the coin you sit on. There is an argument, I guess, that if you want to attract the best talent Mm. in the world, you've got to pay them a good amount of money to attract them. Otherwise, other businesses are going to get them. Mm. However... I don't know, maybe it's something bigger where collectively these major corporations come together and put a stop to it and go, we're going to, we're going to cut, you know, we're going to put a cap or a ceiling on how much we're all paying our big CEOs. They can steal in a few million dollars here and be comfortable, right? But we're all going to follow this line. And that way, this 15,000 people can keep their job. Keep their job. Yeah. You know? And keep their family supported, you know? Um, so, Cause yeah. it, it's, I don't know, it's, it's bigger. It's bigger. There's a lot of altruism that has to happen from those giant corporate businesses, but it is bigger than them. Yeah, it is. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Deep and meaningful, man. <laughs> it's very deep and meaningful. Um, look, it's it's sad, and we'll end on one note, and that is that we sincerely wish all of our brothers in gaming arms um, who and have sisters. been laid off today the very best. Mm. And sisters. Mm. We really do. Um, and we hope you land on your feet. Yep. All right, mate. Uh, so we've done one and two. The last bit of news that gamers need to hear this week. It's a real quick one out of the Game in Australia God Mode group. Um, it's pretty funny. Garbs, drop this, you bloody legend. Uh, this is great. Rainbow Six Siege's new map is Ubisoft's Rainbow Six Siege. is an Australian map. <laughs> a ramshackle service station on a lonely highway. Is that? It's called Operation Burnt Horizon. Yeah. Is this what they think of us? That Australia is just populated by... (laughs) Look, there's even a bloody kangaroo. There's just a a kangaroo, a tin kangaroo holding a sign. I'm quite certain this is the world perception of Australia. Yep, it's just... 100%. It's just service stations in between sparse distances called names like the Nullarbor (laughs) and kangaroo signs. That's all it is. Um, They confirmed late last week that RSS Year 4 Season 1 uh, Operation Burnt Shrimp on the Barbie will take the team to the Australian Outback. Now we've got our first look at the new map, an homage to all the dusty service stations and motels that populate the forgotten highways of the continent, places filled with hardworking locals and specialty menu items that you'll find nowhere else. Now, can I just tell you, mm. having been around Australia, full reveal, by the way, February 17th, so yeah. it'll be out... Uh, yeah, three or four days. Three or four days yeah. um, from this, Wednesday the 13th of February. Um, having been, having done the drive from Perth, WA to Queensland, which for those of you who don't know what that drive is, you might be listening to this from a different country. Um, it is virtually a, you start at the bottom left of Australia and in a diagonal line, a 45 degree line that sort of gets a bit jagged through the middle. You go to the top right of Australia. All right. right, You know, and yeah, you're you know, so it's a it's a good it's you ha- can, happy hamlet to Wailing Woods. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> great reference, mate. <laughs> well you. done, spot on. Um, so 
Yeah, like it's it's that. Um, having done that, I got to admit they have captured the air of this really well because we yeah. came across a lot of those service stations along the way, and oh, I, I yeah, think they've yeah. done a I think they've done a really good job. Do you think? It just, this is just me thinking off the top of my head. Do you think they've been influenced a little bit by Wolf Creek and things like that? You a know, little, probably a little bit. Know? Yeah, yep, yep. Um, Jeff Jarrett's going to jump out somewhere. Well, yeah. I mean, all right. Here's a question without notice. What, what? If you could put Australia on a map in Rainbow Six Siege, what would you put? Um, I'm going to go. I'll start. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with Rotto, Rottnest Island. Rottnest Island. Can imagine be a that. Banger. Gonna, yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know where Rottnest Island is, there's people in the eastern states who wouldn't know it's a little island off our West Australian coast mm-hmm. that's a bit of a holiday paradise yep. it'd be a ripper for a game like that it would yep an absolute belter um, so are you talking about Australia as a whole or Western Australia Australia as a whole anywhere um, Uluru oh now we what have to we have to take that with a pinch of salt obviously because um, Uluru is Ayers Rock and if you don't know anything about Uluru or Ayers Rock, there's a lot of conjecture, even to the point where they have banned people from climbing Uluru mm. because it's a sacred ground for yep. Indigenous people, Aboriginal people, and yep. that must be respected. Yes. So it's not going to end up in one of these games anytime soon no. with blokes repelling off the side of Uluru to shoot and kill each other. But, you know, I mean, if, if we're talking up in the air, up in the clouds somewhere, that'd be interesting. Imagine north and southern sides of Sydney Harbour. With the bridge. Yeah, a, the bridge in the middle. And the opera house. Yes. Oh, man. That, and Luna Park. Jeez, that's gold. Yeah. Uh, Melbourne, you could probably do the MCG. Oh. I mean, if we're talking famous landmarks. Can you imagine the MCG is a cauldron? Yeah. With all the, you know, the change rooms and all the, as little. Yes. So there's, you can go under the bunkers yep. or out in the open. Yep. Oh, think, man. Think a la Duke Nukem 64 and the multiplayer map that was the football stadium. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's just go around the map then. Queensland. You can call Queensland. There's nothing in Queensland. <laughs> I lived there for two years. Um, no, I would say... Uh, Gold Coast? Actually, yeah. You know what? So, yes, it would be the Gold Coast, and it would be that real, like it would be a nighttime map yep. and that real party sort of factor. Yep. So, Gold Coast uh, in Queensland. So, we've got the bridge and the Sydney Opera House. And in... maybe something like South Australia, because we've covered a lot of the landscapes, that where you would go, yeah. Nullarbor Plain type. Yep. So Nullarbor Plain, you could do that. Otherwise, like South Australia Cougar is... Or, you yeah. know, or Port at uh, Port Lincoln. Port Lincoln. You know, yeah, I'd be saying because... With sharks in the water and... Yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, man. You could be, you're swimming around in shark gear. You can't stay in the water for too long. <laughs> yeah. Tasmania. Really? Is there anything in... Do we even let them be a part of it or what? Well... <laughs> that, of course they're part no, of it. No, Tasmania so. is a very beautiful countryside yeah. in terms of their, their sort of like... It's hard to call them rainforests because it's not. But, you know, rainforests in Tasmania yeah. are gorgeous. That'd be a great scenario for that. Boom. And then right. we've got the cave Northern, systems and, yeah. Northern Territory, which is sort of covered with all the rules. Lake Argyle. Oh. Lake Argyle from the Seriously. Northern Territory. Again. You see the barramundi jumping out. Yeah. yeah. We, we reiterate, gaming companies, we are available. Listen to us. We are available for idea sessions. We know what we're on about. Don't have to pay us 15 million bucks a year. Yeah. A hundred grand a year will do, or two hundred fifty grand. I don't know. <laughs> two hundred grand a year. Will do. Come on, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Free games for a year. Please, that'd be nice. Anyway. Jeez, it's it's gold, isn't it? But it's good to hear. You know, um, similar to how was it Forza that had the Australian? Yes. Last Forza had the big yeah. Australian. Um, 
contingent of maps. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've played a couple of golf Horizon games. Horizon 3, I think. Yeah, I played a couple of golf three. games where yeah. they had Australian courses in there. It's, it's That's great. just kind of cool. Like, it's yeah. kind of cool as, as Aussies to have to be represented. It's a bit like when you see a movie. Uh, we don't have it very much here in Perth, but when you do see a movie shot in a place that you know pretty well, yeah, it's a bit of a thrill. It is a huge yeah, thrill. It's like, oh, wow, I've, I've, yeah. I've sat there. I've, you know, so that this is sort of similar, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And it's... um. And there's we, but there's a movie actually being shot with yes. Anthony Lapalia in yep. Baldivers. Is uh, it? Yes, I think it is. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a Perth suburb. By the way, I uh, liken this to what we talked before about the idea of gaming actually promoting tourism. Yeah, because there's got to be people out there playing this game, going, you know what? It puts Australia in the top of mind as maybe that's the destination to go to. Yeah, absolutely. And get completely disappointed by no. <laughs> But nobody, or very few dodgy servos on a, on a, you know, they're all pretty good these days. Golden. Um, that'll do for top three things that games need to hear this week. All right. Uh, you know what it's time for, Dan. Mm. It's bloody, it's bloody are we, oh, So are we, are we answering first? Yeah, we or are. asking the new one. We're answering, aren't we? Oh, do we ask the new no, one? No, we, we answer. We answer. We answer first, don't we? We lead into okay, the, here, okay. we here we go. Here we go. Big, 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 big. Question, 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 Monday morning, I woke up and I was feeling pretty shit ass, and yeah. I, I mean that. But really, really, no, what well, I really was. Yep, yeah. yep. Now it's it is just a coincidence, Peter, that I am also highly addicted to Red Dead Redemption Two at the moment. I'm just trying to get that game out as quickly as I can because yeah, I bloody love that game. Yeah, okay. Yes, but I, I, and and oh, I, as sure as I'm standing here, Pete, mm. I woke up and I went, oh, I got up and I felt a bit dizzy. I was like, mm. and I knew I could take a sick day on Monday. Yeah. I haven't taken very many at all in the last nine months. So I've got heaps up my sleeve. I knew I didn't have much on. So I thought, well, I'll, ch I'll text my boss and say, yeah, I can't, I'm not feeling right. She said, cool, you know, just get better. And I thought, I'll play some Red Dead. So I sat down. I only lasted 10 minutes because oh, I, I was feeling pretty crap. Yeah. So I went and had a bit of a, snoo uh, a snooze and didn't actually get on to about two o'clock that afternoon. But then I hammered out two hours pretty yeah, easily. Yeah, good work, so I've got right. it. Bloody but but I actually, and it goes back to another uh, topic we've talked about, is one of the best kind of illnesses to have. Yeah, so yeah. So whatever I had wasn't that great because no. I couldn't actually do it. Yeah, fair enough. But we asked the question and we got 36 responses, which Beautiful. is pretty bloody good. It's a pretty good return. Um, for me, it was going all the way back to um, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, mm. chucking a sickie from school. Oh, well. Yeah. No brainer. Yeah, it was. And again, a bit like Red, Red Dead in that it's just such a big game. Yeah, you, you actually just feel, almost it. feel a bit overwhelmed mm. by, um, and I saw a meme during the week, you know, that moment when gaming becomes a lot like work because it's just the grind of, yeah. I mean, it's fun, but you're grinding. You're Absolutely, doing shit, you're you know, grinding. Jesus. You know, and so I can imagine that game, yeah, a little Petey Corelli. How old were you have been? Uh, I was in year seven. So oh, yeah, 12, so no, 12. Yeah, look yeah. at you now. Look at, look at the, look, I know. I mean, what, yeah. take that. Actually, I actually think that actually helped your career. I think you're right. Take that. Mrs. Aruzu. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So these comments, Matt Leary, 
Older brother hired a master system. It was the built-in game. Fake stomach pains to get out of school. Almost ended up in hospital. Oh. You nugget. Alex the Kid in Miracle World. Yes. Tara says, didn't chuck a sickie, but as soon as D3 release date was announced, I booked Daniel leave. Um, Colin says, countless sickies chucked for countless games back in the day. Mick's got a lead. Witcher 3 and Destiny 2 for Matt Leader. Yep. Um, Morris Moz, back in the day, it was Halo 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. Got it for my birthday both times. Took the next day off. You beauty. Fridays made it a long weekend. Rises ra- <laughs> snake. You just play that on the toilet, dude. That's fine. <laughs> um, Marcel Cod Modern Warfare Two. Yeah, midnight releases. Remember when midnight releases yeah, were I a do. thing for yes. games? Yes, I do. Absolutely, you chuck sickies for that. Yeah. Um, Jess, woman after your own heart, Dan. RDR two. Yes. Um, never chucked a sickie to play a video game. Says Drew. Uh, how ridiculous! I'll go get stuffed. <laughs> have i ever mentioned how awesome the last of us is no you haven't but good on you yeah good um mass effect 2 for clayton worth it great game called in sick for lara that'd be laughter lara croft says nao yeah halo 3 for ash grand theft auto 5 for antonio hey colossi you legend i know him he's a good bloke oh good um many times resident evil 2 the remake jeff yeah beauty lucky the boss is him which is which is one of those ones where it's like, yes, lucky boss is you, but also in that scenario, if you don't work, don't get paid, bro. Or maybe well, you do. Who knows? Maybe you do. Maybe you um, have things set up. Still, I let a lot of work slide for two or three days. Good man. <laughs> Kingdom right. Hearts 3 by Dan McCormack, Jack yeah. Bradley, Dead Space 3. Took a two-day sickie when Grand Theft Auto Five came out. Think I would have gotten less trouble from the old job than the old girlfriend, says Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Resident Evil 2 remakes. Look at this, Caleb. Uh, he's on Red Dead Two, Dead Island, Grand Theft Auto Five. Oh, Every quite hour, Ill. yeah, he's quite <laughs> Ill. very ill, very ill. Pray for Caleb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lee Borg says every WoW expansion. Um, Julie Windsor, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, every game in the series. Yeah, World of Warcraft for Quarry. Yeah. Uh, I love Julie this next Rose one. Marshall. Not exactly a game. I threw a complete two day sickie on the PS4 launch and finished Killzone Shadowfall. Twas the best of times. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. So bloody good. Yeah. Um. Oh, we're almost at the end, so I'll read the rest of them. Why not? Um, wow, we were that close to finishing Arthas, says uh, Rantanan. Mm. Um, Rantanan was one of our major winners from the 12 oh, Games yeah. of Christmas. Great. Uh, Halo Reach for Ben. Yep. And obviously, Dale, who he tagged, must have been in on that as well. Final Fantasy, all of them for Shell. Beck Trent says, last time I had a sickie was Burning Crusade, only to find out I couldn't play on release date because some idiot in my house had decided to download Bleach and get us shaped under the fair use oh, policy no. on the account. Oh, no. Oh, no. oh, that's so rough. That is rough. Um, what oh. else? Daniel's just replied with a couple of kisses going, love you. <laughs> Andrew Latham, about to chuck a sickie for Metro Exodus. Yeah, you beauty. <laughs> and he goes, oh, wait, I own the business. I fucking can't. Aww. Troy Dyson, KOTOR, and Scott says, Viva Piñata. Speaking of um, Metro Exodus, we're actually, we've scheduled a couple of polls because there is a big weekend of releases this weekend. We're mm. talking majors. Metro Exodus, Anthem mm. um, is in there. Uh, yeah, so on and so forth. And w- there's about eight titles being released. We want your What Are You Playing This Weekend? Um, so check the Gammon Australia Facebook page and the God Mode group for the polls. But that is this week's big question. Well done, everybody. Thank you for your feedback. Dan, Fantastic. what is our next big question? So in line with this and in line with my current addiction, we're going to ask the question, what is the last game you were truly addicted to? Now, we all have levels of addiction when it comes to gaming, and I'm not putting that lightly, yeah. but this is the game where, like my Red Dead Redemption thing too at the moment, where 
I just, I'm looking at YouTube videos. I am just consumed. So that's mine. Yep. Very recent. Mm-hmm. That's the last game. Yeah. So you? it's what about like you? every, every opportunity. What's the last game, Pete, that you went? Very recent, I, actually. I race home to play it. Very recent. Um, Overwatch. Okay. Yeah. Because, right. so cool. I mean, Destiny 2. Uh, mm, I, you know what? I, I played a lot of Destiny 2, but I can't say I was addicted. Like, no. I wasn't frothing at the bit, too. Yep. It was more of a... But Overwatch, like, I was addicted to the point of, um, like, I'm texting my mate on the way home from work. Yep. Right? Going, hey, dude, I'll be home in an hour. Yep. The kids will be in bed. Yep. I am ready We're to on. go. Yeah, you're Fire time. up. Yeah. Yep. And like how I walked in today and you went, geez, what's wrong with you? I said, oh, man, I feel like shit. Why? Oh, it's bloody Red Dead Redemption. I, yep. I've, I've had two weeks of uh, post-12, 1 a.m., Nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some bloody gaming. Yeah, just playing this bloody game. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was, was doing. I was, I was doing really four or five AMs. Yeah, 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 yeah. So before that's... that, it was probably Destiny, the first one. Yeah, yeah, that's what we want to hear. So yeah. just the last game you're addicted to. You'll find that on the Game on Australia Facebook page, and we'll toss it in the God Mode group as well. Correct, Dan. We got an interview. We have. Uh, his name is Eal Maclis. Yes, and he is uh, he's been over the past couple of years with his business partner perfecting a, a business model for gamers and esports enthusiasts mm. and people participating in the industry that need insurance. And so we th- the company's called Thunder Insurance, and we thought we would get him on the phone to have a chat about it. And we had some really bloody great conversation, mm. um, robust discussion on exactly you know the sorts of things that. Um, you know, the industry would have to, I guess, rise to yes. when it comes yeah. to the things exactly that they have to think about it. insurance. We're talking yep. Twitch streamers here, all that sort of stuff. Anyway, here's the chat. Dan. Yo. We've got to cover ourselves. <laughs> we do. Okay. Yeah, that's right. we've, we've done a lot of things over the past sort of oh, 130 uh, <laughs> odd episodes. How long, how long is the list? People are starting to know us <laughs> and they're probably going to find some things out where I think it's time to get insurance. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if this applies to us, but a little while ago, we uh, we received an email from a bloke by the name of E.R. Maclis, who is behind a company called Thunder Insurance. Now, he joins us on the Game on Australia podcast now. G'day, mate. How are you? Good things, guys. How are you? Really good. Really and good. thank you so much for your time. We're really pumped to talk to you because in a way... Whilst insurance is a part of our everyday lives, in terms of the gaming and esports space, this is fairly well uncharted territory. Yeah, that's right. I mean, um, it's been two years in the making uh, for both myself and my and my business partner Paul, and um, it's certainly been a lot more than just a labour of love or or what Gary V would talk about as a bit of a side hustle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's certainly been a a full a full time uh, a full time. Um, uh, you know, thing, and you know, we're we're really pleased to bring to the market now Thunder Insurance, which is uh, an insurance brokerage specifically for the gaming industry and for all aspects of the gaming industry, and uh, and so far so good. So, when you say specifically for all aspects of the gaming industry, yeah. are we talking? Wait, what sets you guys apart from just your regular? Uh, I'm going to give SGIO insurance a call and make sure that my gaming PC worth five grand is covered under my home and contents. Like, what what is it that you guys are doing that is different from your regular sort of insurance company? So, so the irony is you inadvertently, you know, which is maybe a bit of a mind thing or something like that, touched on um, probably what actually took us a majority of that time to build, 
as some products that we're hoping to release to the market very, very soon. So in regards to answering that particular question, Pete, all I can say is watch this space. Mm. So there's going to be some really, really cool things that uh, we're going to be releasing to the market, hopefully in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, right. But, uh, in answer to your question from an industry perspective, so what we found is, as gamers, uh, myself and Paul, um, ourselves, um, you know, I've got all the consoles at home, monitors, you know, you name it, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not a very, I must admit, I'm going to profess, I'm not a very good gamer by huh. any means. That's me too. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's me every day. Uh, you, are, you have not <laughs> seen me playing Apex Legends on our Twitch channel the last couple of nights. It has been horrendous. <laughs> You know, and, and it's funny because, you know, you know, both Paul and I are of the generation of, um, you know, where our parents told us to actually get off the computers mm. and off like consoles, you know, and continue studying. Whereas ironically enough, these days, you know, with a couple of kids of our own age, uh, you know, we're more than happy for our kids to actually play computer games yeah. and, and hopefully we can retire uh, one day yeah. uh, sometime soon. Yes. But what we had found in the market is the fact that um, with my experience in, in insurance, which isn't too far off 10 years, and uh, my business partner, Paul Cowley's experience in, um, in insurance, which uh, is 20 years uh, in, in product and underwriting, what we found is that really, uh, I guess, from an industry perspective, that the gaming industry was treated fairly similarly, rightly or wrongly, um, in a manner of, of, I guess, just, getting pushed into a bit of a hole mm. into an entertainment portfolio. And what we found is that gaming risks are actually quite different and quite unique in comparison to just being pushed into this or pigeonholed into an entertainment portfolio. So gaming is very, very different from an insurance perspective um, in comparison to a, a film risk or to a TV risk or, to, or whatever the case may be. What makes it different? What, what, what sets it apart from something like film and TV? Because generally the whole lot is bundled under entertainment. Correct. Yeah. Exactly right. Um, so there's a couple of things around that. So first of all, we find, especially uh, with the sports, for example, which is just one aspect of gaming, and, and we cover not only esports, but we also cover... Um, software houses, cyber lounges, IT consultants, etc., etc. The list goes on. Uh, is the fact that there's aspects of the manner in which um, I guess entities or individuals or partners work, which I guess to be fair to the industry is kind of a little bit untapped or a little bit unknown uh, within insurance or the insurance circles. Mm. So what Paul and I really developed over these last couple of years is that really intimate knowledge and ingraining ourselves in the gaming industry and having a, a really thorough understanding of a gentleman as probably as you can attest to what we've seen with our own eyes in regards to uh, games being developed, especially by indie developers and, um, and contracts unstructured. Yep. Or it just tends to go a little bit on a, um, a bit of a oh, let's see how we go process and either disputes happen or, or, there, or there's breaches in, or inadvertent or advertent breaches in copyright and trademarks and so on and so forth, which, once again, I wouldn't really expect a, a general software developer or anything like that to be able to articulate that to an mm. insurer without the insurer knowing that really specific uh, information mm. to allow them then to cover them appropriately. So um, we, you know, as Thunder Insurance, have decided to enter the market to really address those to be honest, these real legitimate things that not only we're seeing now, 
but also what we will continue to see as the market grows. Um, you know, we will start seeing things like cease and desist letters and writs being issued for inadvertent uh, breaches of copyright and so on and so forth. Um, I remember actually walking around PACs just recently and seeing, once again, you know, with some of the great work that's being done, you know, in a, in a collegiate sense and in a community sense, you know, we don't want to see, you know, any any nasty um, surprises which can, you know, happen in, in industries outside of the gaming industry, which, once again, as, as our particular industry grows, um, you know, those things like uh, writs and so on and so forth will become a little bit more commonplace, which you can receive protection for. Yeah. So, okay, so... The thing that I'm trying to get across um, in my head at the moment is um, if I am a game developer as opposed to like what what are the things that I am up against as a game developer, specifically in regards to games, that sets me apart enough for insurance to tackle me as a different industry, separate yeah. to other entertainment forms like movies and TV? Like what are what are the things? Is it... Just purely from an angle of we understand video games, we can speak in video games, or is or are there things that are deeper when you really scratch the surface that people who deal in video games would need in terms of an insurance service over people who deal in movies and other forms of entertainment? Yeah, so really good question. Uh, so there's, there's a twofold way to answer that. So first and foremost, certainly going back to what I was saying earlier, what we're seeing is um, arguably, not in all instances, but in quite a few instances, especially that indie level or that, that really base level development type level, um, unstructured approaches. So, mm. for example, uh, depending on the nature of the development work, whether it could be, for example, doing uh, VR or AR work um, on contract for, for various entities, mm. You know, so there are, there are um, insurance exposures like professional indemnity, where you're if you're providing fee for service, and depending on the level of incident that occurs, then you can actually be covered as an entity or as an organisation for those unfortunate types of incidences due to negligence or any other or, or a different form of um, of issue that may arise. Yeah. Um, all the way through management liability. So once again, a lot of these coverages are just in inverted commas are really unforeseen in the industry at this point in time. Well, it is yeah. a, it is a, like a really fresh industry. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to toss, I'm going to toss an example at you that has just come to me. Okay. I am a 19 year old streamer on Twitch. Yeah. And, uh, I have just really started making money. Like we're talking, I've got 40,000 subs. Um, I've just topped summit one G on Twitch, I'm making at least, you know, $200,000 a year, right? But I am 19 years old and I got into this just because I love playing video games. Yep. What are some of the things that that person who is so naive but is making an absolute ton of money should be insured for? Yeah, that's yeah, a good question. So um, I guess once again, here in the Australian market, uh, that's a pretty, that would be a fairly unique situation unless like, I guess you were like a, a ninja <laughs> for yeah. example yeah. Um, who's making you know making has, has been well documented some, some really really serious money um, but the type of things that as arguably in that particular example where that particular person becomes a bit of a brand mm. 
then from an insurance perspective, then that's treated accordingly. Then they themselves have become an entity. They, they themselves become a product. Mm. So either from a public liability or products liability, uh, realistically, of course, they start doing engagements and things like that. Uh, so things like uh, management liability and professional indemnity and those types of coverages where, once again, um, I wouldn't expect the market to actually be insured to this level at this particular time. But as the market continues to grow, uh, especially from what you've just outlined, Pete, uh, in terms of um, you know either broadcasters or shoutcasters or, or streamers, um, you know from what we're seeing in the esports industry in particular, yep. mm. these types of exposures that um, will, uh, I guess, start becoming a little bit more imminent. Uh, as as these types of uh, industries continue to grow. What about um, the Twitch streamer who every now and again you see them banned from Twitch? And the yeah. reason is because in some way, shape or form, they have violated Twitch's... And look, I, I have a lot of respect for the team at Twitch. Um, certainly do, and they do great things. They've done a lot of great things for the industry. But, you know, in certain um, scenarios, their reasons for banning someone are very much open to opinion, okay? Like, the, the this person might actually say, yep, it was worth banning him. This person might actually say, no, you shouldn't have because here's 100,000 other Twitch streamers who do the exact same thing and they are still able to do what they're doing. They're not getting banned. That person in the instance of being banned within that situation, you know, can they cover themselves? Um, I mean, how am I trying to get at this? Dan and I have insurance that covers us for loss of income, mm. okay? Yeah. So how does a person with a Twitch stream who can go from one month making $200,000 a year to the next month making $5,000 a, a month, right? That sort of thing. Can they? Are you guys looking into things like them being able to cover themselves, um, uh, like having income protection insurance and that sort yeah. of stuff? I mean, it, you know, like, and what, what's involved in that? Yeah, so um, I guess similar to, uh, I'm believing how we, you would conduct your operation with, with Dan, uh, a similar concept would apply to a Twitch streamer, for example. So there has to be, uh, you know, a demonstrable, consistent level of income that you'd want to protect. And um, having said that, though, income protection uh, in its more specific form um, starts, I guess, moving into the realm of financial planning and things like that. Yeah. From an yep. insurance perspective, it tends to be a little bit more, uh, arguably a little bit more basic in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what we would be looking at more so from a coverage as opposed to just loss of income would be, in the example that you outlined, was there a, an incident um, that had occurred of which that uh, is claimable on the, on the particular policy? It could have been either um, maybe something that was said that was defamatory, uh, something slanderous, um, you know, something that was either incorrectly apportioned to the mm. client, whatever the case may be, uh, that from a, a legal standpoint in regards to um, legal fees and so on, and or if there's any penalties or any um, judiciary um, uh, elements that need to be paid. Yeah, they're the type of things that you can be covered for. Well, I suppose you're talking, you know, like in the sense that um, if you're insured with Allianz and your house burns down, they have to send an investigator in there to make sure that it's legitimately a claim. Perfect. It would be Perfect. the same thing like this, right? Uh, correct. Correct. Exactly right. So, especially when you start getting into what well, arguably a little bit more of the 
the complex levels of cover, such as, you know, management liability or professional indemnity and so on and so forth. Uh, yeah, that, that there would be uh, typically, of course, some sort of, you know, a claim or an investigation of some sort, especially when there's such a drastic change in in uh, in behaviour or, or whatever the case may be. Yep, go yeah. on, Dan. Um, I've got a question for you, Al. So I've got an in- indoor cricket side. We play every Tuesday night, and I've got a guy on our team, Big Shawnee, who's a physio. And when it comes to the ball coming at him at a million miles an hour, he wusses out because he doesn't want his magic hands, which are his, <laughs> you know, his bread and butter, getting injured. Yeah. And, the, and you can break fingers and stuff. So would you have a similar sort of – because, I mean, gamers' hands are really important. Yep. Thumbs and, you know, so is there some, some well, Beyonce kind of, can ensure her voice. Yeah. I see where you're going with yeah. this. Yeah. So, Absolutely. So Absolutely. I'm guessing this is going to be part of your service too, is to ensure, <laughs> funnily enough, <laughs> health cover for hands. <laughs> so in answer to your question, yeah. um, I think in our lifetime, I would not be surprised. That's for sure. Uh, right now, at this point in time, yeah. uh, that would probably be a little bit of a long bow. <laughs> okay. okay <laughs> gotcha. is, is what I'm suggesting. Yeah. But, in terms of your reasoning, you know, the way in which we understand the market as well, um, it's not too crazy, to be brutally honest. You know, if, no. like you said, if Beyonce can ensure her voice, you know, if Ronaldo or Lionel Messi can ensure, you know, obviously their, their legs or yes. whatever it may be, if, if they can't play any further, yeah. then yeah, arguably, of course, there is a, um, you know, you could suggest that there is a, an effect on their, on their, you know, ability to earn income. Uh, and playing potential, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, that, that that doesn't seem crazy to me. Oh, <laughs> good, good. Al, what are, what are some of the things that you think the industry needs to, some of the parameters that the industry needs to meet professionally um, for you guys to be able to do your job to the best of your ability and really service this market? I'm talking about the what came first, the chicken or the egg scenarios. So you've got an esports team, and at the moment there is a lot of ambiguity around esports teams and the contracts with which a lot of these players are signed to, you know, and we don't have like a real um, top level of governing over the entire Australian esports industry yet. You know, we're working through it with um, uh, independents like the EGAA um, who are doing a great job really monitoring that and trying to really raise the level on that, so on and so forth. But when it comes to things where, you know, there's still a lot of ambiguity in that sort of area of things. How hard does it? How hard does that make you guys doing your job trying to sell insurance to this market segment? Yeah, really good question. Um, you know, I think certainly the way in which we've been embraced by the community, even prior to to being operational, and as we were building up our profile, um, I, I think what's really important is the fact that. Um, if the community continues to take a collegiate approach, I do believe there has to be some sort of consolidation. Um, you know, it's, it's of course, very, very in inverted commas, <laughs> in inverted commas, uh, theoretically easy to, you know, open up an esports team and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Yep. But I don't think not only the Australian market, uh, but where, of course, where the, you know, where the big bucks are in Southeast Asia, America, and so on and so forth, um, where it's really only the, the top teams have got a really good shot per se to, to really um, to push for those titles and, and prize money and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I believe that as, as the market uh, continues to consolidate with that will then come uh, what we intend on doing or participating in quite actively is educating our market. Yeah. Yep. And, and we understand that we need to educate our market and, 
that's why we really appreciate the invite to, uh, you know, for example, to do something like this, to, you know, to work one step further in doing that. And I think it's through that, that understanding, through that consolidation and through that education, then uh, the market as a whole will benefit greatly as such, especially as, as, you know, I'm preaching to the converted gentleman, what we're seeing is, you know, endemics and non-endemics trying to enter the market, you know, mm. various brands and so on and so forth. Yeah, well, seeing uh, something like the um, Gfinity Elite Series and you've got stuff like Dare Ice Coffee coming in and going, yep, we're going to sponsor this, who, who you know, off the top of your head, the sponsors you'd think would be interested when you talk about endemics and non-endemics are the endemics like L, um, Astro, which is another sponsor, you know, headphones, peripherals, all that sort of stuff, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I think the, the, what we love, what we love about the industry is the fact that um, you cannot afford to not be authentic. Mm. And, you know, I think we've all seen memes, you know, around um, brands trying to, I guess, you know, I'll call it move in, <laughs> for lack yeah. of a better word, move mm. into to a particular space or territory or into an esports tournament where it just wasn't aligned. You know, that brand or that particular product is just not aligned to the audience. Yeah. Um, and so I think that so two things have to happen. The endemics and non-endemics, I think, have to treat the industry with respect as such and, and you know, really work together closely with esports and the gaming industry to understand the nature of what they're trying to achieve. Um, and in return, uh, once again, I think endemics and non-endemics will uh, expect in return that, that uh, consolidation, that education, and that mindset that just as they're commercial, that there's an expectation that the people that they're dealing with are just as commercial as they are. Yeah. And then on that basis, I guess, then for businesses like ours, then understanding the commercial aspects to their business, then with that, of course, comes risk. Yeah, yes, yep. And this is where we can participate for not only, of course, the benefit of the industry, but also to be that, that you could arguably say that bipartisan party <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Exactly right. So, um, and I, I think that that validates exactly where the industry is trying to go as well. Yeah, I just I I would um, say in about six months' time because you've mentioned you've got things that you guys are uh, around the corner from announcing. Um, very important things, things that are going to really um, announce who you are in the market and really set a standard. So we're looking forward to seeing those and we understand why you can't mention those at the moment. But mate, I have so many questions I want to keep throwing at you now that we've gone down this line um, and we're really starting to open up about this. Um, so we're going to have to get you back in about six months time. Oh, definitely. Just to see where we have gone and where you guys have ended up in the marketplace as your announcements continue to roll out. Because certainly for me, um, the one thing that I think to myself, you know, like we're going to see real watershed moments appear, particularly over the next 12 to 18 months, given what we've seen the last 12 months, is the like this side of the industry when it comes to streamers. Like that's why those questions were popping into my head because all of a sudden, you know, if you're treating something mm. as up and down like a yo-yo as streaming is, yeah. um, there are just, you know, even to the point of, how do you work out those the premiums that they'd have to pay? Mm. Like, there's just it, it's it's insane, really insane. Correct. Exactly right, and, that, and that's a really really specialist uh, field per se to do that. Um, you know, we're looking at, of course, ensuring 
the esports, the esports teams, the esports players, the esports owners for things, as I mentioned, like you know management liability to protect the interests of either board structures who own esports teams, um, you know, for the players to protect the players themselves. Um, we've also got um, access to a corporate travel product, so which has been designed specifically with the gaming uh, community in mind mm, great. as well. And so um, our whole presence, for example, uh, you know, whether it's an esports team who want to come to us to, you know, discuss their board structure and how they protect their board as such, so that they're, so that they're indemnified in that regard. Or if... Um, uh, for e- e- even, you know, a grassroots tournament uh, who at this yeah. point in time typically don't, you know, some of them have got market stall insurance and it's not right. Unfortunately, it's yeah. not going to cover them in the event of a claim. Yeah, yeah. You know, they either need event insurance yeah. or they need um, a, public, a public and products liability cover, which mentions things like the type of events that they're doing, if that's the nature of their entity. Yeah. Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, of course, as well, uh, you know, genuine exposures that we're seeing in game development around code and and who's responsible for the code. And, you know, what happens if someone takes away the code from another person and where does that leave, you know, the, the, the body that used to have the code? You know, is there any is there any claim or recourse if the other party takes the code and they create an ex-flappy birds? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so on and so forth. Yeah. And, and wait a minute, where's the actual, you know, and, and we will start seeing, uh, not only we will start seeing, there have been documented cases, um, you know, around these, these natures of these types of risks. I, um, EL, I have something, um, I have something that I'm going to call it homework for you for the next time <laughs> we catch up, okay? Go right. for it. So I want you to I want you to build a business case if you have time. I want you to build a <laughs> I want you to build a business case. I feel the pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Build a business case for this scenario, okay? Yeah. I am a game developer on the verge of perfecting self-learning artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. It gets perfected, but I need to ensure it against learning to the point where it figures out that the human race is doing shit things to the earth and it thinks to itself, I need to wipe these guys out a la the Terminator. <laughs> right? No, 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 because this is a real... I know you guys are laughing. And the, like, yeah, I, I am laughing. In, <laughs> right? No, but the dead... Seriously, right? The dead set... Like the, A lot of conversations happened around um, how far is AI going to go, right? Yeah. So, yeah... Build me a business case against <laughs> against um, somebody coming to you and going, I need to ensure my business and my business's AI that we're developing against yeah. taking over the world. <laughs> and by the way, we already do deal with a few parties that are involved in AR and VR projects, as, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, Pete, what you're saying is, I know that you know that you know that can be a little bit funny, and I hope you haven't created the next Terminator. Yeah. But um, <laughs> if that's what you're alluding to, <laughs> but um, all jokes aside, um, I think there's a lot of brilliant questions which are just now being opened up by the industry, yeah. of which um, we'll still need to continue to investigate. You know, for example, things like cyber liability. Um, you know, I believe the insurance industry as a whole is only really going to be touching the surface around cyber liability. What about things like digital wallet theft? What yeah. about the psychological effects of 
uh, prolonged use of VR, for example. Who's going to determine what the difference is between um, real, or sorry, has there been any studies, and probably not, in regards to the emotional and physiological effects of long-term use of VR and you know the effects that that might have on reality and so on and so forth. All so I think yeah. these, these conundrums as such now, <laughs> where yeah. respectful I just don't have an answer yeah. and the industry doesn't have an answer, will evolve as the industry gets a better understanding of how to deal with these matters moving forward. And we intend on um, not only pioneering that, but also then uh, what we really would love to do is once again be ingrained in the community to help uh, protect and and to provide that education where we can. Well, it's, I mean, it's an, another example of an age-old industry dealing with a new, fresh thing like gaming. Yeah. And it's a bit like, you know, copyright protection for social media and stuff. The amount of infringement you see now because they're still dealing with an old copyright law that hasn't really yep. caught up with the time. So this is really great to hear. This is... Awesome to hear, actually, yeah. Um, EL, we really appreciate you taking the time out to join us on the Game on Australia podcast. And like I said, let's get you back in six months and um, let's really chew the fat on some of the stuff that we've just started to scratch the surface on. And please make sure you keep us updated with what's happening with you guys over the next six months because you have mentioned to me that you guys have some pretty amazing announcements coming that you can't share just yet, but it's certainly something to look for. Yeah, well, I appreciate your time, and uh, we're really excited by what we're going to be delivering soon. So, yeah, watch this space, as they say. Um, if anybody wants to find out any further information, please have a look at our website. We've got case studies there on thunderinsurance.com.au. Look forward to catching up again soon. Thank you. Thanks, gentlemen. What a legend. I mean, so why I love this, Pete, mm. is that I've, and it, being having played music for so long, I know there are there are insurance companies that are just purely for musicians because there's things that happen to musicians that you don't, a, a normal insurance thing wouldn't probably either cover or, yes. un, or understand. For example, my, I've, I've just finished a set. I'll put my guitar on my stand on the stage and some dickhead with a pint glass throws something and it hits the guitar and knocks it over. Yeah. Now that's the kind of thing that musicians get. But insurance companies wouldn't get. So act that's of why, God. Yeah, God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> act, of a, act of a drunk idiot in the crowd. A bit like how I think it's Shannon's is a um, specialised car insurance for, yeah. the, for my, the... My Google mobile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, G-O. G-G-O. <laughs> so I love the fact that I was looking at this from this kind of point of view about gamers. Because as you said, the gaming industry has to rise yeah. to now... The, the level that it's becoming as as a powerhouse in in industry. Mm-hmm. My only criticism though mm-hmm. about Al's venture is the name. A lot of Thunder's fine, okay. But there's one name that lent itself to gaming insurance. It was I got your six insurance. <laughs> We've got your back. Oh, we got your back, man. We've got your back. I got your six. Oh, mate. I mean. E- hang on. E- <laughs> <laughs> let's make it let's, let's make it six minutes to call you back, not six months. If we mate, if, how about we'll just split. Yeah. Fine. That's right. We'll give you the name, you do that's the work. A, that's our IP. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, good uh, on you, good on well, you, Al. Good, good yeah. luck with that. I can uh, uh, yeah. very excited. Yep. And excited. looking forward to seeing where we uh come back to in six months for that chat. Yeah. All right, Dan. Oh, oh we bloody got there. Jeez, it was a long one. It was one. a long one. Oh, it was a long one. I'm tired. Are we talking about Shades of Nick again or what? <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you so much for listening to the Game on Australia podcast this week, episode 114. It's great to have you along. A big thank you to E.R. Macklis from Thunder Insurance for joining us on the podcast. Um, great uh, work by our team, Game on Australia. Oh, brilliant. Uh, the content creators there doing amazing things. Head to GameOnOz.com. And also, please get along and um, check out Game on Oz on the Facebook page, mm. Instagram, Twitter, and our God Mode group because that's where we really love your feedback, the big question, all that sort of stuff. Yep. Um, if you love the podcast, if you love what we do, please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, give us a nice rating as well. A filthy five-star rating would be oh, great. That would be awesome. And, yeah, you can vote for us right now in the popular category for the Australian Games, um, for the Australian Podcast Awards as well, if you want to go and check that out. Yep. Um, I think that's it, Dan. Let's oh, bugger yeah. off, mate. Let's do it. We've got games to play. Yeah, we have. have a great weekend in gaming, and as we always say, don't forget to save.